Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Matt McWilliams. And Matt, you are known as the affiliate guy, your podcaster. You've got the affiliate guy daily, and you are found on the web at Matt McWilliams, all one word, dot com. I hope it's all one word. You can't do domain names, multiple words like that, but there's no dashes or anything like that. It's mattmcwilliams.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to be talking about affiliate marketing. No, just kidding. We're going to be talking about penguins. I, of course, you're going to be, we're going to be talking about <laughs> affiliate marketing. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Josh. Um, so what is your origin story of how you got into affiliate marketing and then what gave you the audacity to say, you know what, I'm going to be an expert in affiliate marketing and teach other people how to be much more effective with their affiliate campaigns? Gosh, I'll I'll answer the second question first, um, just because I'm a typical nonconformist. You know, what made me think that I I would become, you know, arguably the the world's leading expert was I, I never really saw an option you know, like kind of everything I've ever done. Uh, my wife will comment this and there's a, there's like anything that has a good side, there's a dark side to this, you know, mm-hmm. anything I do, I take to extremes, you know? And I, uh, it was one of those things where I, I, I said, I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm going to be the best. And I want to know everything there is to know about it. I want to work with all the biggest names. I want to work. Uh, I want to, you know, I want to be the most successful at it. I want to be the affiliate guy. Uh, mm-hmm. There's actually a story to that name that was actually, for years, while I was known as the affiliate guy, people, that's what they knew me for. They knew me as the guy who ran these, you know, these big seven-figure and eight-figure launches and worked with all these impressive clients. My own personal platform was in the personal growth space mm-hmm. uh, because I thought that was the way, you know, to have a bigger impact. Like, really, if I teach affiliate marketing and how to run affiliate programs, like, how am I changing the world, right? Um, when we finally decided to shift my platform to focus on affiliate marketing, the irony of that name was I had said for probably five years, I don't want to be known as the affiliate guy. Mm. I want to be known as something bigger. And so when we came up with the name for the show, the actual reason was it was kind of a, uh, almost like a kind of a hidden reminder to me Mm. that every time I saw that name, Every time I, you know, talked about the podcast, that actually is who I am. And I know we can share some stories. I mean, there have been some amazing ways that I have uh, impacted the world in a way through this. But it really goes back to everything in, in, in kind of this side of my life goes back to 2002. Um, I was teaching golf schools. I had a, a golf school with my dad in Pinehurst, North Carolina. For those of you who play golf, you've all heard of Pinehurst, you know, golf capital of the world. And... Um, we had a very successful golf school, but we wanted to ramp it up. Now, here's the thing what you need to know. I'm the world's worst golf instructor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was a great, I was, uh, you know, one of the top golfers, you know, NCAA division one played professionally for a couple of years, but I hate teaching golf to beginners and intermediate players. Like I'm actually pretty good with like my friends who were at a certain level. I just, it wasn't my, it wasn't my jam. And I'd always grown up joking with a friend of mine. We, we used to joke. We were really good. We played together every day. We said, 
we don't want to be one of those guys who plays golf growing up, doesn't make it playing professionally, and grows up to teach old ladies in purple sweaters how to play golf. That was our thing. No old ladies in purple sweaters, right? Mm. So we want to get more students. I get on this thing called Google AdWords. Back then, you cannot replicate this now. 10 cents a click. There was no opt-in. You weren't sending people to a lead magnet. It was, you came to my website and you either gave me $3,000 for a golf score, you left. And I converted about 0.8% of people, almost 1% of people into a $3,000 paying client like that. $10, $12 acquisition. Again, you cannot replicate that today. So don't even go try. Um, Cost you $12 just to get a click in that market now. But we would convert these people. And and I remember we had this thing with, uh, with the payment thing that we had at the time, I don't even remember what it was called, where it had a desktop application and it would ding every time we made a sale. And like two, three times a day, you can do the math, I'm 22 years old at this time. Two, three times a day during our peak season for about three months in a row, I'm hearing this $3,000 ding. Wow. Ding. And I had this weird, like, uh, conflicting feel like, yes, got enough, man, I made $9,000. Oh, crap. That means I have to teach three people how to play golf. And I don't want to do this. And so one day we have six new students. This is an $18,000 weekend for me. Okay. I'm 22. Trust me. I I was an idiot. I had no idea what to do that kind of money. Um, And I see this old lady, 75 years old in a lavender sweater show up. And you remember the old flip phones with like the 0.2 megapixel like camera on it, you know, and I kind of went like that, texted it to my friend that I'd grown up with. And I, all I said was kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, you, you might know this, a, a good female friend will like wrap her arm around you say, Oh honey, I'm, I'm here for you. If you need to talk later, I'm here for you. Right. But a good male friend does what exactly what Hunter did. He responded back with ha ha sucks to be you. Yeah. And that was the day that I realized I hated what I was doing so much. Mm-hmm. Not only was I never going to be good at it, but my life was going to be miserable no matter how much money I made. But I loved the other side. I loved the excitement of the marketing side. And that's kind of how I got into online marketing 17 years ago. Okay. Why affiliate marketing though? So fast forward four years, me and that friend Hunter, we had started a company uh, selling leads to insurance agents. And we had, we started off with uh, $10,000. We promptly spent half of it uh, on really stupid things to start this company. We had no money, you know, we're down to like 5,000 bucks and we needed a way to bring in money before we spent money. So Google AdWords, Facebook ads, which didn't exist back then, LinkedIn ads, and name a form of advertising. What do you do? You pay, you give them money in the hope that you make money. Now, if you're good at Facebook ads, you will make money, but you're still shelling out money before you bring anything in. That's right. It's still a risky venture, especially when you're starting out. Like that's the thing about Facebook ads, not to, you know, bemoan Facebook ads. We do a lot of Facebook advertising now. We've always lost money for the first year of doing Facebook ads. And then we start making money in the second year and the third year and the fourth yeah. year. We didn't have a year. We needed to make money like th- that month or we were just going to fold the business. And I'd heard about these people called affiliates. And we were like, wait a minute you get to make money and then pay them 30 days later. So check. Um, It's infinitely scalable because we can bring on more affiliates and we can run ads. Yeah. Um, We get to expose to new markets, you know, maybe people who aren't in our niche, but are kind of on the peripheral of our niche check. And it was like, this is like, is this real? Like, do these people really exist? Can we really, no, really, this is a thing. You know, this is 2005, right? Like nobody had really heard of affiliate marketing back then. So 
started that fast forward two years later, we ran a $12.5 million a year affiliate program, uh, largest privately held company in our niche at that time. And uh, that was kind of what set me on this uh, adventure of becoming, you know, or doing what I am today. So since then, you've been able to do affiliate campaigns for some pretty big names, uh, Lewis Howes, Ray Edwards, uh, Jeff Goins, uh, gosh, you work at Shutterfly, Michael Hyatt, Brian Tracy, uh, to name a few, uh, the Zig Ziglar family. Uh, okay, so if I haven't named somebody that the listener doesn't know, I, I don't know that you've been <laughs> in the marketing world for very long. Uh, so who was your first big name client and how did you land that? First big name client, I landed him doing something that we actually teach people to do. So mm-hmm. I, th- there's a reason why I love this story. It's because, um, well, I'll just, I'll tell the story and I mean, you get what you want out of it. Cause I'll just tell you that we, we, we make a lot of money teaching what I'm about to teach, like the mechanics of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so first big name client we got was a guy named Jeff Goins. And uh, it was for his book, The Art of Work. Uh, actually, I'm, I think I'm in chapter 11 in the book, you know, my, my, a little bit of my backstories in there and some of that stuff and, and whatnot. And how we got him was I had not yet really started my consulting business yet. I'd worked with some smaller clients. I was still working full time with, with another company um, and uh, like leading up to this, but I left that company. And now I was working with a handful of clients doing some consulting and Jeff and I both promoted Michael Hyatt's five days to your best year ever. So here's the strategy that we teach that I'll share with your audience that led to getting this big client. This was not the intention of this email. Actually, it's Mm -hmm. kind of crazy how this works sometimes when you just do stuff like this. I didn't really know Jeff, but I took the final leaderboard email that, Michael's team sent out saying, here are our top affiliates. Congratulations. I took that email. I replied to that email, but put in the people's email addresses. So everybody that was listed there mm-hmm. and I said, congratulations, congratulations, you know, congratulate. Like, it was a super short email. Mm-hmm. Two of the like 12 people I reached out to became clients hmm. of the other 10, about eight of them are now friends. Hmm. Of those 12 people, those 10 people that are now either friends, like we've, we've done partnerships together. Um, actually, two of them, three of them, and then you throw in Michael, four of the, you know, four of the people involved in that email became clients. Ray Edwards was another one down the roads. Lewis Howells was another hmm. one down the road. Yeah. Um, but Jeff took that email. So what I did was I just replied and said, congratulations, way to go awesome. You know, I don't even remember what I said. It was just, you just write something from the heart. Right. 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 But why do you do that? Well, number one, if you send a one-off email to somebody that you don't really know, or maybe don't even know at all, like I didn't know Lewis at all at that time. I didn't know Ray at all at that time. I didn't know Don Miller. I didn't know Jeff Walker. I didn't know most of the people in that at all. Right. It doesn't stand out in their inbox. But if you reply to an email, because we're all competitive, we're all following that leaderboard, we all want to read that email, and you reply to that, well, most people are on Gmail, right? What Mm -hmm. does it do? It threads it. It's almost like they have to see it, Mm -hmm. and nobody else does it. Part of the reason why I'm willing to share a secret like that, quite frankly, Josh, I I can teach people this stuff, and then I know, like, 90% of people won't even go out there and do it. And I don't know if it's because they're scared to or what, or they just don't have the time, they think they don't have the time, that whole email took me five minutes, 
you know? So I sent that email. Jeff replies back and says, can you talk tomorrow? Absolutely. Says, hey, I've got this book coming out. I'd love to, you know, can, can you run the, the launch for it? But yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Uh, about a week later, we talked and he said, hey, I need to go to the publisher and give him a number. How many books am I going to sell? And I said, 15,000. He's like, I can't tell him 15,000. His last book sold four. He's like, it's 10 on the high end, dude. I'm like, no, tell them 15,000. Wow. It will be 15,000. I guarantee you it will be 15,000. He said, all right, man, you know, I, I don't know you super well, but I'm going to trust you on this. I'm going to tell him 15,000. We sold 22,000. Okay. So what gave you the confidence to feel like you could tell him 15,000? I didn't. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I mean, I, 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 I can. I That's can ballsy, study, my friend. <laughs> I can study the landscape a little bit. We have a, we, at that time, we did not have this algorithm. We yeah. now have an algorithm where I can take your partner's. And I can, if I know the size of their email list, I can take that and plug it into this algorithm. Oh, if sure. If I don't know, I can take the size of their Facebook, their YouTube, their Twitter, their Instagram followings and, and spit that into a thing and it spits out an estimated email list size and we can, and I'm pretty accurate within about 10, 12% with these things now. Mm-hmm. At that time, I kind of looked at the, the list of people that had already agreed to promote, the list of people that I wanted to promote and I was like, I, I think it'll be 15,000, but it was actually, mm-hmm. it was a stretch goal to be quite honest. Yeah. It was the type of goal that I was a thousand percent sure we could hit, but only if we did it right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what that made me do was quite frankly, my first client, I know how this industry works. It is exactly how it worked. Jeff led to Ray who led to, uh, who yeah. led, Jeff led to Ray and Lewis. Those two led to working with Michael Hyatt. Those two led to working. I mean, Michael Hyatt was the one who actually, I, I initially told Ziegler, no, it was Michael who then reached out and said, would you please work with them? I, I vouch, you know, I vouch for them. They're amazing. Um, all, you know, Brian Tracy now working with, uh, you know, a com- company called Agora and Rich Sheffern, who's one of the OGs in the online marketing space, yeah. an $8 billion company, you know, um, all of those led to that, to the point where we have an email folder, uh, no exaggeration, Josh, there's over 800 people in there. We basically have said no to, yeah. um, because everybody wants to work with us now. Yeah. All leading back to that, it, quite frankly, you're right. It was a little bit of a ballsy move. Um, yeah, I didn't know for sure, but I knew that if I, if I got that first client right, then he, then I knew not necessarily this is exactly how it happened, but I knew that six months later Jeff would be sitting at Michael Hyatt's dinner table with Michael and Lewis and Don Miller and other folks that you've all heard of. Um, one of whom I'm talking to in about an hour and eight minutes. You know. Uh, about some stuff like I knew he'd be sitting at that table at some point and I knew that my name would come up. It would have to. One thing I want to make sure is that the person who's listening to our conversation right now doesn't get the feeling that, oh, well, Matt was just lucky because you created, bit. you created, well, yeah, but you created your own luck. Luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to point out that you did um, is that uh, here's the reality. People don't throw away fan mail. And that's kind of what you did. You know, you, you well, I totally you know, flattered their egos. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Um, I knew, I, I mean, I, I hope that I'm always hesitant to say things like this just because it makes me seem like very Machiavellian. And I, I think that can come across sometimes when I talk about, um, you know, I read all the books. I mean, influenced by Robert Cialdini. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. this book right here, his, uh, one of his other books. Yes. I mean, you can mm-hmm. tell 
this book is destroyed and highlighted. I've read it dozens of times. Right. I know what I'm doing when I send that email. And two, there is a genuine element of like, congratulations, you did well. I, right. I, I watched their campaign. And I, that is one thing I didn't mention was it's the, the one complicated part of the email was I would call out something specific they did. I would say, mm-hmm. hey, man, I love the Facebook Live. So it's live not copy and paste, right? <laughs> I love the Facebook Live that you did last week. I love the email you sent on Tuesday. I totally added that to my swipe file. Yeah. Right? And yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm flattering them, certainly. Sure. But I'm developing a relationship. And like I said, 10 of those 12 people are, are friends now on some level. Mm-hmm. I and mean, they're people that um, we text each other you know, we go to each other's events, we, we have each other on, you know, we're doing things like this together. And it really is that was the with other than uh, other than with Jeff, who I talked to one whole time before, all nine of those other 10 were completely, uh, that was the initial reach out. Yeah. Was there more over the next couple of years? Of, of course, but that started like, that was that initial snowball that kind of got things rolling. And I always look at part of it is I look at, um, relationships. I look at what you might call network, but relationship building. I look at it kind of like local politics. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at who wins local political elections, it's usually the person with the highest name recognition. Yeah, right, right. The majority of people that are running for school board, less than 2% of voters know what the issues are. Yeah. And they don't sway the election. It's actually, there's two factors, name recognition uh, and uh, being basically being there, having uh, workers at the at the poll, mm-hmm. uh, and I know this because I've run for local office, and that's exactly what determined yeah. you know how I did, and and so it's it's why yard signs work in local elections, right? Yep, and so it's why it's so important to have those. And relationship building is kind of the same way. If you show up in their inbox, and then somebody says something, what happened when Jeff was at that table was most of the people that he brought my name up to didn't go, who? They're like, you know, it was somewhere in there floating around, you know, was that the guy that replied to me on Twitter last week? Was that the yeah, guy that, you know, absolutely. Was that the guy that promoted my book? Was that the guy that emailed me after Michael Hyatt's campaign? Right. Like it's in there somewhere. And it's just, that's how the world works. And, and I think the message that I always want to get across to people is when there's, when there is one of those things that like, that's how the world works. Yeah. And, have, and here's the thing, and Matt, you didn't have to, se- and you didn't have to sell in that first email either. I didn't. So what all you did was just send them a nice message. And then listen, here's the thing. It's like a lot of times I think as marketers, we, we think people are stupid and we have to, you know, we have to beat them over the head with a message. So if some, someone sends me a congratulations message, I'm gonna be like, well, who is this person? And if I look in their signature and I see that Matt McWilliams is known as the affiliate guy, I'm like, I want to learn more about that. Yeah. And so uh, if I find out what you need or what you do, and I have a need there, or again, it's just top of mind. Who do I know that understands affiliate marketing? Matt McWilliams does because he's the affiliate guy. And that's, you know, people, people know how to use the internet. <laughs> like we can find, and here's the thing, like nobody, unless you're really trying hard, right? It's, it's, it's kind of hard not to share who you are in today's social media connected world, right? And so especially if you're in business for yourself, of course, it'll be really easy. Like you could do a Google search, like anyone listening to us right now could do a Google search for your name and they could find everything about you. 
You can search for Josh Elledge and you're going to find everything I've ever done. Uh, and if someone's interested and they're like, well, hey, this was nice of this person, I wonder who they are. Like, we always want to do that. And yep. so, again, another masterful template. Matt, one other question. I, there's two other questions I was hoping to ask you. And we're not going to get enough time just based on the format that we do this show. Um, so, a savings angel. We ended up paying out over a million dollars in commissions. Uh, you know, affiliate marketing was just how we did things. Um, it was wonderful for B2C, you know, it worked out fab, fantastic. And I found out that, um, you know, about 70 plus percent of our commissions went to my top 10 to 20. <laughs> Is, are those numbers pretty consistent? They don't have to be. They really don't. Um, I've heard it said, you know, uh, you know, the 80, 20 rule, right? The Pareto principle that in affiliate marketing, it's the 90, 10 rule. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't believe in it and I've proven it wrong numerous times. If you build an army of small to medium sized affiliates, it doesn't yes. have to be the case. I don't know the statistics. I'm actually delivering a presentation next week where I share the specific uh, statistics, but I can tell you right now, roughly that when we like with Michael Hyatt, you know, a multi seven figure launch, the top, so I've heard many times that the top three make up 90%. And, and these mm. are like the gurus in the online marketing space. Yeah. His top three made up 14% of sales. His top 10 made up like 27% of sales. His top mm. 50 made up less than 50% of sales. If you build an army of smaller affiliates, these are people who might only be making one, two, three, four, ten 10 sales each, but you have 530 of those folks like we had with Michael Hyatt's, you can do the math if 530 people make an average of three sales a piece. You know, it's a lot of sales and it makes up more than 50%. So it doesn't have to be that way. And the beauty of that is that was his first launch and his second launch, two of his top three didn't promote. We lost 8%. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. We lost 8%. With most people, <clears throat> when they lose two of their top three, they lose 50%. Mr. What happened to my voice here? Yeah. Um, you know, Matt, while you're doing that, um, it, it, and, wow. and we're just out of time right now. <laughs> That's, so talk about wetting the appetite. Uh, so uh, again, you, what you want to look for is the affiliate guy daily. Uh, Matt, one other thing that you've got on your website that I'm really interested in is a free report that shows you how to find top affiliates, 15 places to find top affiliate partners. And that is available at Matt mcwilliams.com and it's right there in the sidebar you give away a lot of great stuff which again i am a big fan of of you know just giving away what other people sell um and just know that uh, there's there's different ways uh that people can work with you uh but but your individual time is is it's it's gone a little scarce <laughs> it's hard hard to do that. but yeah. you have a lot of other ways that people could join you have a lot of products you have other uh you've got a mastermind and, and that sort of thing and so um matt I, again i want to thank you so much for joining us and and, and you, sharing John. yeah sharing all this and uh we'll have to have you again because uh, we didn't even get into a lot of the stuff i wanted to <laughs> get into it. so Let's thank you it. so much thanks bud Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, 
Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.